0: About being here, um, I just praise the Lord for this opportunity to share the word this morning with you all. And I pray that at the end of this service, it is my prayer. I just put it before the Lord and I said, Lord, let the word find good soil, let the word impact lives today. As we go forth in this year of promise. And you know I keep reminding people. This is the year of promise. This is the year of promise. This is the year of promise. This is my year of promise. Hallelujah. So I give God glory. I give him praise. I give honor to my. Dear sweet handsome husband, Elder Roy, (laughs) and all the other elders, Elder Leon, Elder Lady Carmen, um, of course, Elder Jenny, Elder Albert, who else is Elder Troy, and Elder Kenrith. I don't see you, but I give honor to you this morning. I give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this opportunity where we can come to you, Lord, and just come and dine at your word, in your word. We come, Father, in your presence, just receiving all that you have for us, Lord. So, Father, we come and we empty ourselves of ourselves, Lord and we say fill us up with you holy spirit come take the words that would come out of my mouth father and let those words father be your words oh god words to encourage words to build up words to affirm words oh god to encourage lord jesus and to restore father so father let the words of arm of my mouth The meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So let's get into the word this morning. Praise the Lord. Is he good? Is the Lord good this morning? All the time, God is good. I want to share with you from the subject, the amazing race. The amazing race. And I want to call your attention to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and we're going to be reading from verses 24 to 27 in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Okay, we're ready to go. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. Let me read that again. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. The next scripture that I want to share and read from is Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And let us run with endurance The race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. So this morning, I want to speak on, as I said, the amazing race and When I think about different races that take place, well, first of all, I would say out of all the events that happen in the Olympics and other um, athletic competitions, my all-time favorite is track and field. (laughs) Track and field. I had the opportunity um, several years back. This is, oh my goodness, this is in the 80s. I went out to visit my brother George in Los Angeles, and he was able to get us tickets for the Olympics that was in LA. And the only tickets that we could find, because everything else was sold out, was track and field. So here I was, I had the opportunity to go to the Los Angeles Coliseum and sit there in the hot blazing sun and watch the 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 runners and i think the that year the the favorite was carl lewis carl lewis now i know more recently and even now it's usain bolt <laughs> I sat there, we sat for hours in that coliseum and w- watched all those track and field events. And when it came to the relay race, the relay race, that's the one I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed, because it wasn't it wasn't a marathon, you know, one person just running. It wasn't a sprint, it wasn't a dash. It wasn't this meter, the 400, the 500 meter, and whatever, you know, the distance is in the race. But the relay involves more than one person. So I'm talking about our year of promise and the legacy that we have here at PT. So what kind of race am I talking about? It's a relay race, We and In this relay race, we all have an opportunity to carry the baton. Who knows what the baton is? Carrie Ann, can you give a description of the baton? Okay. All right, thank you, thank you. Give her a hand, give her a hand. If you know me as a speaker, I am interactive. I wanna interact with the audience. I wanna get your feedback, okay? So I'm gonna require and ask you to give me some feedback every once in a while, Amen? amen? So you can give me an amen every once in a while, and I'm gonna give you some words at a certain time that you will be able to repeat. So here we are in a relay race. We're carrying the baton, and just as Carrie Ann said, it's in the shape of this mic that I have. It's a stick, or it's a, um, what do they call it? A wand, yes, it could be, and so, I went to the store looking for a baton and I could not find any. And the man in the sporting goods store told me, I don't know where you're gonna be able to go and find one. So the Holy Spirit told me, you just make your own. So I made my own baton. (laughs) So this is my baton this morning, okay? And so we all can participate in the relay race. And we have the opportunity to carry the baton. And now, in a typical race, there are four runners. And I found it of great significance that the number four in the scriptures speak of appointed times. It speaks of seasons. So in a relay race, this is how it looks. Okay, so say um, Elijah, Elder Roy, and Mother Green were on my team. So the four of us are running. So say I started the race, I do not take the baton in my hand and run the whole course while they're just standing looking at me and saying, what are you doing? No, it is appointed times. There are seasons in the race where you run a certain amount of time, a certain distance, and then what do you do with the baton? What did you say? Thank you. Those are the words that I want you to repeat at certain intervals in this message, okay? Pass it on. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to, I want some, I I need four young people to help me demonstrate. Now, I'm going to be fear. All right. Uh, Claudia, what's your son's name? Amari? Amari. Come on up, Amari. Adrian, you come. Now, I'm, I want to be fear, so I have two boys. Lydia? Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. I need two girls. Samira, come on up. Beulah, come on up. Okay, these are my runners. Now runners, you can't be shy, okay? Do you all know anything about relay races? You know? Come on over here. Come on, team. So, okay. So we have four runners, and one is the anchor. You know which one is the anchor? Amari, you know who the the anchor is? It's the last runner. It's the runner that's going to bring it home. Okay? All right. So we're going to start out. Samira, you're number one. Come on over here. You stand right there in front of Deacon Vera. Adrian, I want you to stand right there next to Sister Debbie. Beulah, I want you, let's see, yeah, I think you're going to be my anchor. Beulah, I want you to go and stand right in the back. Go all the way to the back to the left. Right where, no, go go that way to where Brother Dami is standing. Yes, stay right there, right there, Beulah. Beautiful. Amari, I want you to stand right over there in that corner where your uncle is standing. Okay? So, the team, here, here, come and get your baton. Hold that baton, Samira. So, now, this is the dynamics of the race. You're running as a team. You wanna go as quickly as you can and pass it on. Pass on the baton to your teammate. So your course is from here to there, okay? And then you're going to come right back up here. Wait for your team members to come. And while they're running, what are you going to be doing? Huh? Cheering, that's right. Now, team members that's receiving the baton, don't be distracted by anything. I want you, Adrian, you need to turn your body because that's the direction you're going in. But I want your hand out. I want your hand out. Getting ready to receive. That's right, yes. Beulah, you got it? Hand out, ready to receive the baton. Okay, Amari, you set? Good, all right. So you hear the announcer. In lane number one, we have the USA team. Lane number two, we have Nigeria team. Lane number three, we have England. Lane number four, we have Jamaica. <laughs> And lane number five, we have Romania. And the announcer says, Ready, set, go. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> woo! come on Adrian, and the first ones to cross the finish line is Team USA woo woohoo alright thank you guys thank you so much now wait 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 Y'all go to see Sister, D- Sister Barbara. She has something for you all. <laughs> oh, you all are wonderful participants. Thank you. Give them another hand. So we see in the relay race, there is a passing of the baton and everyone is running with purpose. You, you notice how the children were running? They weren't running. They weren't d- distracted by anything. They weren't distracted by the other people running. They know I got a prize waiting for me, so I better run with purpose. I need to run with my eyes focused on what's before me. Amen? Amen. Now, the baton represents legacy. Legacy is a gift by will, a heritage, an inheritance, Something handed down from one generation to the next. So we're not just running this amazing race, you know, just for ourselves. But we have received something to carry in our hands. Amen? Our legacy. And I don't know if anyone could help me out with these, but we have received a legacy here at Pentecostal Tabernacle. And it's in the form of our values, our values. And it speaks of who we are. We are a, what's the first word? Is it up there? We are a word church. That is our legacy. That is what we're running with. That is what what we have in our hand is the word of the Lord. We're not gathering here from week to week, from month to month, year to year, and we're talking about, you know, um, events going on only in the world, what's going on, you know, on Capitol Hill, what's going on in this arena or that arena, but we're in the word. And I dare say that a lot of you are even the majority of you are sitting here because of the word of the Lord that you heard, you received, and you started this amazing race. Amen? Amen. So it's the word. The next one is watch. We have a legacy of prayer in this house. Sitting downstairs right now, Is And I know that you have heard the pastor often say that his role model of prayer is Mother Sylvia Watson. She's sitting downstairs right now. She also is my role model. I came when I when my family moved to to PT. I found her praying. And here she is. 96 years old 97 years old and she's still praying she is still praying not only mother mother Watson but I found a a lot of other people and for me personally I can tell you my prayer role models the ones that passed down that legacy of prayer to me was my grandmother Isme Williams. I don't think anybody in here knows her, but that was my maternal grandmother. I grew up seeing my grandmother praying, 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 praying morning, noon, and night. And sometimes when we did the wrong things and she was going to correct us, she grandma didn't whip us. Grandma would... Throw the word at us. She would throw the word at us. So if I, you know, say, you know, I did something wrong. Say I stole something. She would get all the scriptures that talk about stealing. Don't steal. And she would quote the word. And it was like, Grandma, please just slap me, beat me, do something. But don't quote the word. She would quote the word. But you know what? That legacy moved from Ismay Williams and jumped over to Louise Salmon, who is my mother. That legacy was passed on and from as, back far, as far back as I can remember, my mom praying, praying, praying. And I am a witness, my sister is a witness, Lady Carmen, that even up to the time when mom Just before mom passed, she would be lying on the bed, and we would hear this conversation going on. And we were saying, who is mom talking to? She was talking to the Lord. She was, and I'm telling you, it was like she wasn't rambling. And I will testify with mom having Alzheimer's, there were sometimes she would say things that didn't make sense. But when she was praying, it was a pure channel. <laughs> she wasn't rambling with the words. She wasn't mixing up words. She had a direct line to glory. And she was praying and praying and praying and praying. And I said, Father, when she passed, I said, I received that baton. I received that legacy. And I'm not carrying it just for me, but I'm passing it on to Corinne, Lisa, and Roy. I'm passing it on to all my other children. I got other children in this place. You know, I gave birth to three, but I didn't realize that I was going to have so many daughters and sons. The Lord has blessed me. In such a way that I have, the fruit of my womb has increased with children. Where's my daughter Naomi? Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got a daughter Naomi. I have a daughter Sabrina. I have a daughter daughter Zenab. I have a daughter, I know she has her mother, but I have a daughter Camilla. I have a daughter, where is, um, oh my goodness, what is, where is she? I'm looking to see if I see her. My daughter, Teresa. Where's Teresa? There you are. <laughs> I've got all these daughters in the house of the Lord. And God has just, I've got my daughter, Ifani. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes. I've got sons. Where's Dami? There you go. That's my son, Dami, back there. Where's Benga? Is Benga here? He's downstairs. Where's Anthony? He's not here. But I've got a lot of sons. And my legacy of prayer is what I'm passing on. My legacy of prayer is that I want to see Christ formed in you to see you running your race, running your amazing race with the grace of God that he has bestowed on you. Amen. I know I called names and I don't want to, you know, just pick and choose, but all of y'all are my children. You all belong to me. And I thank God for you. So going on with our legacy that we have, we have worship. Hallelujah. We've got praise going on in this house. And you know what I wanted to say? I wanted to say, you know, to anyone that would come and spend time with us, if you don't care for the word, If you don't care for prayer, if you don't care for worship, and the other two things that I'm going to mention, maybe this is not the place for you. And I'll be bold to say that. This might not be the place for you because we put a premium on these values. This is what we're carrying. This is what we're passing on. And just as my sister Jenny shared, when she came and I was leading worship, yeah, I remember <laughs> leading worship one person sometimes. Then it would be Lady Carmen, myself, Sister Cynthia, Sister Rosa, Sister Sandra Clark. We would be all up there leading worship and it came to the place where the Holy Spirit said, okay, it's time to pass it on. Pass it on. And you know, there was not, no part of my heart that was saying, no, I got to hold on. This is, this is my life. I can't give this up. But you know what? I released the baton. Into the hands of Kia, into the hands of Talith, into the hands of Jessica, into the hands of Deidre. And when you all stand up there and worship and and praise the Lord, you all minister to me like you all don't even know. You all don't even know. It's been in worship that I have come in not feeling well. And in the midst of worship, I have received healing because of the legacy of worship. There were times when I was going through my challenges. Nobody knew that because I didn't say anything. But the Holy Spirit would say in the midst of worship, Anita, get up and run. Get up and run, even though your knees hurt. Get up and run. And I would run, and you know, the devil would say, what you doing making a fool of yourself? What are you doing? And I said, I wasn't doing it for you. I was doing it before the Lord. If you remember in the scripture, when David danced before the Lord, His wife said, how foolishly you acted. You're supposed to be dignified. You're supposed to be the king. And David said, I wasn't dancing before you. I was dancing before the Lord. He's the one that brought back the Ark of the Covenant. He brought back the promises that he had given David. So when you see me, you know, acting a certain way sometimes, it's like, it's all good. It's all good. I'm praising the Lord. And every time I do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do, I receive my victory. Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and tell them, pass it on. Pass it on. Our, next, our next value is welcome, partnership. We do not serve God by ourselves. We are in partnership with one another. So that when I when you're you're hurting, I'm hurting. When you rejoice, I rejoice. There's a partnership going on. We're welcoming. We welcome people because we don't even know that we might be extending welcome to angels. Unaware, unaware of who people are. So as we treat them with the grace of God and the love of God, we see God at work changing, rearranging their lives, making them to the amazing races and runners that they are in his kingdom. Amen? Amen. And the last W is works. We are a presence in the community. We're not just located at 77 Columbia Street in the wall in the walls of columbia street or 56 magazine street but we have a presence that spilled out into into the community and once again we hear people come up and say oh and we've heard our bishop say i was such and such a place and someone said oh you're that pastor from that church they recognize they recognize him and People need to recognize us. They need to recognize us in a good way. You know, you know, not those annoying people that they make so much noise. They're singing and screaming and yelling. What's going on in there? But we want them to know us, know the Christ in us. Amen? So we, this is part of our value. This is part of what we carry our legacy works. We will partner. We will work in the community. We will be a presence in the community so that the light of Christ will shine out of our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I mentioned some of the, um, the legacy of PT, but I'll just ask this question. What is, what is the legacy in your personal life? What is your legacy that you're carrying? Because all of us, as I said, this is a relay race. we got to carry something. And you're going to carry something. And in a couple of minutes, I'm going to share what we need to pass on and what we need not to pass on. Amen? So, yes. So, we're running to win. We're running with purpose. And what we're passing on, that would be the first question. God calls us to run our race with purpose. We have to pass it on. So my first question to you is, what are we passing on, PT? What are we passing on? And these are the words that the, the Lord just dropped in my spirit early this morning. He said, we need to pass on a love for God. Respect. Courage. Power to bless. Do you know that you have the power to bless you also have the power to curse by your words. for the word declares death and life are in the power of your tongue. So as you would, you know, you would say, well, elder, elder um, Anita, I grew up in a family that that's all I heard was cursing. Well today, marks. A change in that today marks a new beginning in the race in your race and so yes we have the power to bless integrity not one way today and then and another way tomorrow you walk in your integrity you walk in who God has made you and not Allow the enemy to cause you to compromise and to put your values, what you esteem highly, which the Lord has given you, to sort of, you know, to be embarrassed by that. But to walk in your integrity. Let your yea be yea. Let your nay be nay. Don't promise and don't deliver. Don't tell people, oh, I'm going to help you out. Oh, yeah, you need me there Thursday at 9 o'clock? Thursday at 9 o'clock comes and you're not there. Be a person of your word. Be a person of your word. Integrity. God esteem. Did you hear what I said? God esteem. What does God say about you? I am who I am by his grace. You are who you are by his grace. And you shouldn't settle for anything less than that. You walk in God esteem. You walk in what the Lord says you are. You are, as I said, and I bless the children. You are the head and you are not the tail. You are above and not below. You are a lender and not a borrower. You are a giver and not a taker. You're a person that walks in truth, not a liar. You need to walk in that. God esteem. When people look at you, it's, it's not about you. That's the bottom line. It's not about you. It's about the grace of God in you. Amen. 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 Love for family. Forgiveness. This is what we carry. This is what we're passing on. Yes, you messed up again, but 70 times 7, 70 times 7, I'll forgive you. 70 times 7, 100 times 7, I'll keep forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. Forgiving. This has got to be the baton that we carry. We've got to carry it encouragement, a sense of humor, the ability to laugh. Life is too stressful at times and challenging for you to be walking around under your circumstances. As we sang today, we are overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we are supposed to be always overcoming, always overcoming, always overcoming. Did I say anything about being perfect? Because none of us are perfect. We have our bad days. We have our rotten days when we don't even feel like getting out of bed. But in the name of Jesus, I declare I am an overcomer. I don't care what the challenge says. The challenge tells me, shut up. Don't praise God. Be quiet. You know, sit there in your, and have your pity party and wallow in your, Ooh, your moans and your groans. But no, I declare every day, I declare I'm an overcomer. I declare... I'm running my race with joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. The ability to laugh. How many of you have the ability to laugh? You can think of some stinking situations that you have faced and you might be facing right now. But the Holy Spirit has given you the ability to laugh. (laughs) The ability to laugh. And in that ability to laugh, we free our soul from the weight of the challenge, the weight of the situation. Amen and amen. I thank God another thing that I'm passing on is a work ethic. I praise God. You know, I thank God for my parents. I got a worth a work ethic from mom and dad mom showed us how to wash clothes without a washing machine so i'm, I'm dating myself now i learned how to wash clothes without a washing mach- machine sister debbie and i put the clothes on the clothesline. we didn't have a dryer so i learned so even now the dryer is not working At home, it's busted. But you know what? I got a clothesline in my porch. So I put those clothes out on the porch. I'm not going to the laundromat. Nope. I know how to do it. That's a work ethic that was passed on through mom. Dad passed on to us how to take care around the house. He showed us how to paint. He showed us how to put wallpaper up. He showed us how to wash the floor. He showed us how to, you know, something's breaking down, fix it. That was our work ethic that was passed on to us. Those are the things that we passed on. In the house of the Lord, we have a work ethic. We're not a bunch of lazy bums in here. God has called you to put your hand to the plow and get to work. Nobody's exempt. Nobody's going to say, oh, I can't do that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. I'm going to finish up now with what we're not passing on. We're not passing on fear and anger. We're not passing on complaining. We're not passing on strife. And I know you all heard the story many times from Pastor Brian that in my house when stuff started to get stirred up, I would walk to the door, open it wide, and I said, Strife, get out of here. And I would kick it out. I would kick it out. I said, no. You have no place in here. So I'm not passing on strife. I'm not passing on disobedience. I'm not passing on mistrust. I don't trust anybody. I'm going to keep to myself because I don't trust anybody. They hurt me. People hurt me. So I don't trust anybody. You better drop that. That cannot be passed on cannot be passed on negative attitude oh the sun is shining but yeah it's chilly <laughs> the glass is half filled but it's half empty this negative it's you know it's it's like the little character in peanuts no not peanuts Yeah, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Peanuts, yes. Linus, wherever he goes, there's this cloud over him. And the dust is rising all the time. Wherever he goes. It's like, get out of here. Negative attitude, stay away from me. Stay away from me. If you're not coming, speaking life if you're not coming, speaking words of encouragement, speaking words to build me up, you better see the door. And I mean it. (laughs) The last thing, not passing on, unforgiveness. They did such and such to me. And I can tell you the day and the hour that they did it well you know the Bible talks about love keeps no record of wrongs so if you can come and tell me oh on such and such a day that sister did so and so to me you're keeping a record of wrong that's not love you are not walking in love You've got to forgive and forgive quickly. Because as I said, this is an amazing race. And we're all running. We're striving. We're running. We're moving forward. And I'm telling you, you will not make any progress. And I want you to hear me carefully. You will not make progress if you've got the weight of unforgiveness on you. You might be moving, but you're not making progress. You need to not pass that on. Not pass that on. It is the weight. As we read the scripture, it says, lay aside the weight that so easily trips you up. So you're moving. You're making progress. Then all of a sudden, something like... I can't move any further. I can't go forward. What's go- What's going on? You've got weights on you. You ever look at those, the racers? You ever see the racers on TV? They have little of nothing on. They don't have a hat on because it's hot in the sun. They no. Some of, some of the guys are clean-shaven, bald. They, they cut their hair off so to give them an advantage. Nothing, nothing holding them down. nothing impeding their progress. This is an amazing race. And the last thing I want to share is my question: Who are our witnesses? Who are our witnesses? Who, as the children were running the race, we were all cheering them. Well, the scripture says, seeing in Hebrews 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set. So there's a group of witnesses that the Bible makes reference to. Who are the people in your life that's cheering you on? Who are your witnesses? I've got some witnesses As I mentioned already, I've got Ismay Williams. I have Louise Thelman. Not only that, I have Mother Darlington. I have Deacon Cummings that I can call. Do you have grandparents? Do you have siblings? Do you have an aunt or an auntie? Do you have a teacher, a mentor, someone in your life that has pronounced life over you that says you can make it and even when you stumble you sense you can hear their voice saying you can make it come on run your race come on run your race come on get up oh you dropped the baton go back to where you dropped it and pick it up wherever you dropped it pick it up and run your race. It's an amazing race. And it's amazing because we all win. We all win. We all win. Cuz Jesus is our champion. Jesus is our champion. And he is our chief our chief witness saying I died for you, my daughter. I died for you, my son. Come on, get up and get back into the race. Get back into the race. And I would say, dear, say to any that would say, Well, Elder Anita, I don't have that kind of legacy. There was no legacy left to me in my family. I'm the first one that's in faith. I'm the first of my family in faith. Well, I will say to you today, I'll be your witness. I'll be your cheerleader. I'll be your encourager. I will say whenever I see you, come on. Why why is your face looking like that? Why is your face looking like that? What's the matter? Oh, come on. You can make it. You can make it. I'm praying for you. I'm calling out your name before the throne of God. So I want, as we're all standing, I want you, I welcome you to the amazing race, the race that is set before you. And I'm encouraging you, run your course. There's a course that you need to run. And run it with purpose. Run it with purpose.